You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcasting in territories. Today we're going to look into the Word of God. We've been dealing with the subject of supernatural manifestations. And um, today I want us to just address some of the obstacles to supernatural manifestations. I want you to know that the enemy is very, very active in ensuring that you don't experience the supernatural in your life. He wants to ensure that you abort your miracles. <laughs> he wants you to have stillborn miracles, you know. So he resorts to all sorts of tricks, all sorts of strategies so as to make you not to be able to experience God. The truth is that he is not able to stop the power of God. He doesn't have what it takes. But what he does is that he finds a way to make us to short circuit the power of God. He makes us to cooperate with him. He finds ways of tricking us to cooperate with him so we cooperate with him so as to help him to achieve his aim. And uh, so I want to look at some of those things, some of the ways that he does that. And um, I believe that if you, would, if you would be aware of this and you avoid some of these things, you are going to see manifestations in your life. God is at work. The power of God, even right now where you are, the power of God is right there. The power of God is in your room. It's in your car. It's, it's out there on the street if you, are, if you are watching and listening, walking. The power of God is always present. It's always present to do supernatural things, to bring about fulfillment of God's word. Okay? So the power of God is real, but guess what? The enemy finds a way to make us not to uh, experience that power. So we want to look at that. Let's start by looking at the Bible in John chapter 1 verse 1. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Yes, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Can you see? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. So there's nothing that was made without the word. Nothing, nothing. Everything that we see was made by the word. Now let's look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55. Okay. Isaiah 55, and I'll read from verse 10. It says, For as the rain comes down and snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Okay, so you see here that the word of God, 
the word of God that goes out of his mouth, every word that God speaks is not void of power. It's not void of power. The word is so powerful. That is the reason for what we see today. That is the reason for the universe that we see today. It came from the word of God. All right. We've dealt with that in the past. The word of God is what God used to bring to pass what we see. So now that word is still available today. It's still available to us and that word is at work. That word can work in your life. It can work in your life. Last week we were looking at how the womb of faith can bring about manifestation. The word that you incubate can come forth and manifest great things in your life. But there are obstacles you need to be aware of you need to avoid them and you need to know how to deal with these obstacles. You need to know how to deal with them. If you, if you know how to deal with them, then you can experience what God has ordained for you. All right. So, uh, what are some of those obstacles? How does the enemy work to bring about obstacles in our lives? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Okay, if we look at Hebrews chapter 4, and I want to read, uh, I want to read verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 4. It says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Can you see that? The word did not profit them. Can you imagine that the word that created the universe, when it came to the lives of people, it did not profit them? Why? It says because they did not mix it with faith. They did not mix it with faith. Okay? So because they didn't mix the word with faith, and he's referring here to the Israelites who were in the in the wilderness, the word came to them powerfully. I mean, these guys, they experienced the power of God like no other generation. No other generation experienced what they experienced. They experienced God every day. A pillar of fire at night, a pillar of cloud by day. Every day they go and collect manna. <laughs> They saw God part the sea, the Red Sea. They saw God heal. They saw, I mean, they lived for 40 years with the same clothes, never wore out. Their shoes never wore out. None of them, you know, none of them got weak. They were, I mean, the power of God was working in them continuously. So these people heard and they, they experienced the power of God. They heard God speak to Moses. From the cloud, they, 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 I mean, they saw and they experienced the power of God so much. And so sometimes, you know, we experience God, but if, let me tell you, if you don't mix what you receive with faith, you will not profit from the word that is coming to you. You will not profit. It doesn't matter how 
how anointed the word is. It doesn't matter who the messenger is. It doesn't matter even if it is Jesus himself that comes to you. The living word himself walks into your room and talks to you. If you don't mix it with faith, you will not experience God's power. Okay? So these people did not mix it with faith. So how does the enemy work? The enemy has some tricks. And uh, I want to share a few of them with you. There are things you know already, but I want to bring them to your awareness. I want to bring them to your awareness so that you are aware of what the enemy is doing. And when he starts to work in your life, you need to say, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. I can see you. I can see you. All right. So once you can see him and you are aware of what he's doing, you can take precautions. You can intercept him. You can bind him. You can cast him out. All right. So one of the things that you need to watch out against when, when it comes to um, manifestation, because for there to be a manifestation, that means the process has begun. The word has come already to you. You have received the word. Maybe it's a prophetic word. Maybe it's from the scriptures. Maybe as you're reading your Bible, reading your Bible, you receive a rhema. Faith begins to develop in you as you're reading the word of God. You, are, you, you, you begin to receive inspiration. You begin to receive direction. You begin to receive insight. The Holy Spirit is, is causing light to shine. Just like he says, the entrance of his word brings light and it gives understanding to the simple. As you're reading his word, light is coming. Light is, 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 is coming on your path. Now you're beginning to see clearly. You're beginning to see clearly. And as you're seeing clearly from the word of God, by the spirit of God, the, the enemy does not like that. So what does he do? He starts using what is available to him. Okay? He starts using what is available to him to try to work against what you are receiving. It starts working against what you are receiving. So one of the, the chief uh, tools he uses, one of, the, one of the chief avenues that he enters is through the mind. It's through the mind. So you need to beware of wrong beliefs. Okay? Wrong beliefs can rob you, can rob you of God's power in your life. Wrong beliefs are, are the enemies of manifestation. So make sure that you work on your belief system. And how does the enemy introduce wrong beliefs? One of the ways he does that is by bringing wrong teachings. Okay? He brings wrong teachings so that the wrong teachers come and then they begin to teach you things that will deflate your faith. For example, you, you are praying and you are trusting God for healing. And then you now listen to a preacher say that, you know, sickness is a blessing in disguise. And uh, that sickness, God is using it to teach you a lesson. God is using that sickness to, to humble you, to bring you closer to Him. Now, we don't find any of such 
reference from the Bible that God is using sickness to, to, to teach us. He's using sickness as a blessing in disguise. Oh, it, it is, it's absurd that people would come up with such, such, um, such a teaching. Where is it coming from? It is from the enemy himself. Remember that the Bible actually talks about doctrines of demons. The word doctrine means teachings. Okay, one of the things that the enemy does is that he has his own theologians. In case you don't know, who come up with, um, with certain interpretations of scripture that will weaken your faith. Will weaken your faith. Avoid such things. Be careful who you listen to. Because if you listen to the wrong people, you will end up with the wrong belief. And if you end up with the wrong belief, you will abort your manifestation. You'll abort your manifestation. So be careful of that. Wrong beliefs, wrong teachings. Wrong teachings will also produce a wrong mindset. So your mind is fixed on the wrong things. And when, you find your, when your mind is fixed on the wrong thing, you will struggle. You will struggle to walk by faith. You will struggle to, to believe what God said. Yeah, you will. So it doesn't matter how powerful the word of God came to you. Even if the heavens open and then you saw something. And maybe the, the, Jesus just walked in on the, on the clouds. The clouds just roll like a carpet and he comes out of it and he speaks to you in a very spectacular way. <laughs> yeah, he speaks to you like that. And then after he goes, your mind starts working. The enemy starts working. He starts whispering to your mind. He starts telling you things. And you know what I've realized? The more educated we are, <laughs> the more educated we are, the more we will need to work on our minds. Why? Because the higher your education, the more you have the vocabulary to, 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 to doubt, to question, to scrutinize, and to, and to, um, and to explain away the supernatural. You have, you, have, you have what it takes. And that's why you find that people, simple people, people that are not very well educated, sometimes they seem to experience God more than people who are highly educated. Why is that? It's the mind. It's the mind. So the enemy has given, has, we have been so educated that we have so many reasons we have logical ways of explaining away the power of God. Isn't that sad? Yeah, but that's it. That's it. You, 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 you studied philosophy. Now, philosophy is, is okay, but you need to know, you need to know that, that what that which you have learned can hinder you from walking in the supernatural. So when you, if you have studied much, then you need to renew your mind more. <laughs> you need more of the renewing of your mind so that you can counter your training. Your training 
could be such that you are not allowed to walk by faith. Yeah. So there are, there are people like that. Okay. So if you are, for instance, if you are well trained in, 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 a, in, the, in the area of um, uh, biology, let's say you are a doctor, you, you, you know, you understand the body very well because you are well educated, then you need to put extra effort if you're going to walk by faith. You're going to walk by faith and experience the supernatural in, in, in that area. Otherwise, you will, be, you will be restricted by what you know. That's, that's, that's why you find that people who, who are, who are well-informed, and there's nothing wrong with education. It's just for you to understand that the wisdom of man is going the opposite direction to the wisdom of God. Okay, so when you, the more of the wisdom of man you have, the more you need to renew your mind. You need to renew your mind. Feed on the word more. You need to put extra effort to ensure that you meditate more on the word of God. You read the word of God more. You allow the word of God to influence your thinking more more, okay, when it comes to the supernatural. In the area of your training, yes, you can use your training in your field of, of work or whatever. But then when the supernatural is supposed to kick in, your logic can tell you, no, no, this person is supposed to die in six months. Okay, now this person has six months. There's nothing we can do about that. That's where you see that, okay, your training has ended here. Okay, but with God, all things are possible. So you need to now make room for the word of God, for the word of God. And don't stop God. Don't restrict God by your training. Don't restrict God by your learning. Your learning should not restrict God. Actually, <laughs> God is greater than your learning. And you need to... Understand that. So the enemy will use what you know to fight against God and God's work in, in your life and in the lives of people. So we need to learn how to deal with that. Okay? Yeah. So wrong teachings, uh, a, a wrong belief, a wrong belief, wrong teachings, and um, wrong mindset. That can even lead to wrong faith, what I call wrong faith. What is a wrong faith? faith? Faith in the wrong things. Faith in the things that will not help you to experience the supernatural. Have you noticed, have you noticed that uh, there are times that you are more confident, you're more confident in the wrong things happening? There are some times, I mean, I don't know if you've experienced that before, but you know, sometimes in your, maybe because of prior experience, maybe because of other people's experiences, you are so sure that this is going to happen, even though it has not happened. And that's why somebody called fear false evidence appearing real. So because of that, you, you, you're, now, you, you're now looking at the worst case all the time. You only think that the worst is going to happen. What is happening there 
it's the mind has been invaded. It's been invaded by wrong thinking. It's been invaded by, by wrong belief. And now the mind is beginning to create another reality. In case you don't know, thoughts are words, but not spoken. Thoughts are unspoken words. So if it is a thought, I'm telling you, thoughts are powerful. And if you accommodate the wrong thoughts, you are creating a room for the wrong reality. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So one of the ways the enemy fights against us to help to put obstacles to manifestation is that he introduces wrong thoughts into our minds. All right? So the devil doesn't need to possess you to give you wrong thoughts. He, just, he can just project it from wherever. Wherever he is, he can just project those thoughts. And you start thinking, oh my God, I'm finished. I'm finished. Oh, I'm going under. I'm going under. No, it's not going to be well with me. It's not going to be well. And you start thinking like that. You start thinking like that. You start believing that. So you are having the wrong faith. You're having the wrong faith. And how, how do you want to be rescued from that? How do you want to now begin to experience God's best, God's word? God, God might have spoken something, but then you are still thinking negative. Okay, so... Fight against anything that will cause you to have the wrong faith. Faith in the wrong direction. Faith in the wrong things. Believing the wrong things is not good for your faith. It will abort your manifestation. It will. So we need to make sure that we don't allow that. Don't allow it in your heart. Don't allow it in your mind. If you don't know what to do, just worship God. You know. But I'm telling you. I used to have a problem of wrong thoughts before. You know, as a young person, I had, my mind was bombarded, bombarded like any other person. But what did I do? I, you see, when you have wrong thoughts, don't use thoughts to counter thoughts. Use the word of God to counter wrong thoughts. So what did I do? I used Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 to counter those thoughts. Let me read it to you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. This changed my life. This changed my life. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. So you see, if you will, if you will fix your mind on things that are good, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report, there are certain things that are not of good report. They might not be, and, and, it, and I'm not saying you should deny realities. No, no, no. I'm just saying you need to introduce a higher reality. You need to introduce a better reality to your situation. Okay, introduce. Okay, fine. Um, they, maybe you, 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 are, you, you are owing the bank and they're coming for you. They're threatening. Now, how does 
allowing that to consume your mind, how does that help you? Why don't you start praying and start meditating on the word of God that has the solution, that promises a way out for you? Identify scriptures that, uh, that speak and give you a way out and meditate on those ones. Yes. Keep your mind on, 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 on what is good and praiseworthy. How is God going to be praised in this situation? What scripture can I meditate on? Then you take that. You take that and you start, start meditating on it. Start thinking about that. Start talking about that. Start declaring that. Start praying that. Praying that. I'm telling you, before you know it, that negative thought, that negative mindset will lose its grip. It will lose its grip over your mind. The enemy, the enemy usually would, 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 um, would want to fix those thoughts in your mind. Those, those, those thoughts, are, they attach themselves to your mind like leeches. And they're sapping the energy out of you. They're sapping the faith out of you. And if you allow them, they will, they will take all the life out of you. And that is what happens to many people that get weaker and weaker and weaker. And then they find themselves unable to help themselves or to help anyone. Why? Because the enemy has tactically crept in and began to use the mind. He enters into the mind through thoughts, through imaginations. There are wrong imaginations that the enemy uses as well. He uses them to abort your miracle, to abort that which God wants to do in and through your life. Maybe God has spoken and said, I'm going to use you tremendously. I'm going to change the world through you. And, and another thought is saying to you, look at yourself. You don't even look like a world changer. You don't look like someone who can make any difference. You, your, your mind just making that thing up. Come on, be realistic now. How, how are you going to change the world? Look at you. You don't even have anything. You don't even know anybody. You're not even skilled. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you start meditating on that, it doesn't matter how powerful God's word came to you. The moment you start accommodating the wrong thoughts and you start meditating on that, it will get to a point that those thoughts will start creating images in you. And you start having dreams of disaster. You will start having dreams of, of, of failure. So these things will become the new reality. So deal with your thought life. Deal with your thought life. If you want to walk in uh, supernatural manifestations. Okay? Very, very important. What else will the enemy, how else will the enemy um, introduce obstacles to manifestation in our lives. I will call this wrong attitudes, okay? Wrong attitudes. You, if you don't have the right attitude, I'm telling you, you are going to miss God, all right? If you, if you, have, a, if you have a critical, if you are so critical, so critical in your, in your walk with God that you, you, your, your, default, your default setting is negative all the time. It's not right. It's not good. All right? You need to have the right attitude. If you are the kind of person that has a, 
you, you, you are naturally disposed to disobedience, for instance. That's a wrong, that's a wrong attitude. It's a wrong heart, actually, if I may say. Yeah, it's a wrong heart. So one of the keys to supernatural manifestation is obedience. Now, if you, if you, in your mind, if you have the kind of attitude whereby you're always disobedient, you're always disobedient, anything you can't, you, you don't want to obey anything, you don't want to obey anyone, you, you don't want to obey the word of God, you just want to do, you're just a law unto yourself, I'm telling you, you are on the wrong path. You're on the wrong path. And you better get off that path quickly or else it will wreck you. It will finish you. You can always have, you will have your way for a season. And you think, you think you are okay. The Bible says there's a way that seems good to man, but the end of it is destruction. Yeah, it will seem good. It will seem to you. It will appear to you that you're on the right path because you're having fun. Everything is happening the way you want and all of that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you don't know when you will hit a dead end and fall off the cliff. You know, into where the enemy will have you and you can't get out anymore. You won't know that. So you need to be careful. If you, for instance, don't, let me, okay, let me give this example. Jesus, remember Jesus in Cana of Galilee? In John chapter, chapter 2. In John chapter 2, they the mother of Jesus said to him, these people have run out of wine. Okay? They've run out of wine. This, this, this wedding has been going on for days. They've run out of wine. And Jesus said to, 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 he said to her, woman, verse 4, John chapter 2, verse 4, he says to her, woman, what does, what does your, your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Then verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. Okay? And he says, now there were six water pots of stone, according to the manner of the purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw out some now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made into wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So you see here, manifestation, look at this, how this manifestation took place. Mary gives them the key to this manifestation. 
Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, can you imagine if these people have an attitude of, look, who is he to tell us? Who is he to tell us what to do? I mean, we're the ones in charge here. I mean, where is he? This guy, just, I mean, he's just a carpenter. What does he know about what? No, no, no. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Just do it. That's a key to manifestation. With the wrong attitude, with the wrong heart condition, you would begin to question Jesus. If you were in that situation and you have the wrong attitude, you'd say, but who are you to tell us what to do? <laughs> but that's not how to get manifestation. Manifestations will depend on your ability to obey. Okay? So you have an, to have an obedient heart, an obedient attitude, an attitude of readiness to obey. That's the best attitude. So, but the enemy will try to introduce an attitude that will make you to say, but why should I? Why? And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they fill them up to the brim. Now, they didn't put it halfway. No, they filled it. The instruction was fill it, fill the water pot. And they did to the brim. And then he said to them, draw out some now and take it to the master of the feast. They didn't delay. He says now. If they waited till tomorrow, they would have missed the manifestation. So he says, take it out now. Okay, draw out some now and take it to the master of the feast. They could have been saying, what are we doing? I mean, this does not make sense. Honestly, there's no, there's no logic. There's no logical. You know, they, their, their minds could have given them a thousand reasons not to do what Jesus said. And that's why I said that the mind sometimes, that's what the enemy uses. He uses our minds to, abort, to make us to abort our own miracles without us knowing but these people, they just obeyed. Take it, draw out some now. Not next hour, no, now. It was a very specific instruction. Draw out some now. Take it to the governor of the feast. You're not supposed to engage him in any conversation. Just give him the water. Don't, you're not supposed to tell him, oh, boss, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you should, have, you should have seen what we did. I mean, this is just water. Honestly, I don't know what we're doing, but I'm just trying to apologize ahead of time. This is just water. No, no, no. Just give it to him. That's the instruction. Draw it out now. Give it to him. And the guy tastes it. And it had turned to wine. Now the question is this. At what point did this water turn to wine? We don't know. You know, we don't know. But I want to believe that it was not at the time, it was not at the time that they filled the water pots down. Could it be that it turned to wine on their way to give it to the governor of the feast? Could it be? Or could it be it turned to wine when it got into the hands of the of the governor of the feast. No, we don't know. But the point is this. Their obedience, obedient heart, 
their obedient heart, their, their, their readiness to obey, help them to experience this manifestation. So one of the ways that the enemy fights your manifestation is to try to hinder you from living an obedient life. He tries to introduce to you very reasonable um, principles. Okay, he tries to give you the kind of wisdom that will excuse your disobedience. So he gives you many of them, many of them. So you have a, a cocktail of, uh, of reasons not to obey. And they're all high-sounding, logical, uh, and sensible reasons not to obey. So you now, as, as you allow that to settle in your heart, you find out that. You find that, oh my God, you have aborted the miracle. You don't, you don't realize it. You don't realize that, oh no, this, this thing has been aborted. Can you imagine, can you imagine if these people did not obey Jesus, we would not be reading this story like this. I don't even think it would have been recorded if they didn't obey. All right. Or if it had been recorded, it would definitely not be the same outcome. So many times we want certain outcomes, but we don't obey the instructions that are supposed to produce the outcome that we are believing for. And then we're surprised and we say, oh, well, you know, this, this, this faith thing doesn't work. The word of God doesn't work and all of that. No, who says? It works all the time, <laughs> all the time. Okay, so, but we are the ones, we are the ones. So beware of your mind. Beware of wrong beliefs, okay? Wrong teachings, any teaching that will 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 strengthen your disobedience is not helpful to you. Any teaching that will, 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 will cause you to, to query God and to begin to, to question God's reality is not okay. It's not okay. No. Any teaching that's going to make you to question what, to question the life that Jesus lived and the things that we see manifested by Jesus. Jesus says, the works that I did shall you do and greater works than these because I go to the Father. And yet somebody, one smart person comes to tell you that, look, you know, he's just talking about, he's just talking about the technology age. You'll be now be able to speak to millions of people through technology and all of that. And I believe that, okay? I believe that right now we're speaking to um, uh, almost 200 countries right now. All right? Jesus didn't have that ability. But that is not the greater work. That is not the greater one that he's talking about. No. He's talking about signs, wonders, miracles. Hallelujah. Signs, wonders, miracles. Those are the things that he's talking about. Okay. So um, beware of these obstacles. Make sure that you don't allow unbelief as well. There is a heart of unbelief. Unbelief is a terrible thing. That's what hindered them from, in the wilderness from entering into the promised land because of their unbelief. Unbelief is that heart condition that is developed when your miracle is prolonged, when the manifestation takes long 
before it comes, then you now begin to doubt God, then you begin to question God, then you stop believing God, even though you've experienced God in the past. You've experienced God, but now you've forgotten. It causes you to forget what God did for you in the past. That's what unbelief does. You forget what God did for you in the past, and then now you are using your present situation to judge God's ability. Can you imagine? What an insult. So that's how unbelief works. So the enemy will find ways to introduce unbelief into your heart so that you now refuse to, to trust God. You stop having faith in God. You say, well, but if this thing were real, I've been trusting God for the past five years and this has not happened. So, so because of that, we now, we, now, we now stop believing. We now throw in the tower. You throw in the tower and then you know you start accusing God. There are people that have walked out on God like that. I'm telling you. There are people in hell today who used to be Christians. Some were even preachers and stopped believing God. They stopped believing God. They start accusing God. Some people have become atheists. They've become atheists, official atheists. They didn't used to be like that. But because of unbelief, the enemy has introduced obstacles into their lives and they have imbibed those obstacles they've they've allowed those obstacles to become so strong they've become strongholds in their lives and now they struggle to believe god even for salvation they lose their salvation because of that and i know there are some people that teach that you can't lose your salvation that's for another day but i'm telling you whatever it is you receive from god you can lose. Jesus said, that whole fast that which you have, lest anyone takes it away from you. Whatever you get from God, there is someone that wants to rob you of it, and that's called the devil. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and we come against that. Now I want to speak into your life. I want to pray for you. If there is anything that, is, that has taken root into your heart, in, maybe because of We've gone through the pandemic and so many people, there have been a lot of hardships, a lot of uncertainties and all of these. Listen, don't let these things to make you get into the place where you stop believing God. Don't. Okay? Don't allow your circumstance to make you to now uh, uh, throw in the towel when it comes to your faith. Don't do that. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for my brother, my sister. Strengthen their faith right now. I come against every mindset that is wrong, every wrong, every belief system that, that, that fights against manifestation. I pull them down right now. Every stronghold, every structure, every system of thinking, every pattern of thinking that robs you of the, of the manifestations of God in your life. I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. I break them right now. Be free in your mind in the name of Jesus. Be free. I free your mind from every, every uh, satanic assault right now. Every thinking pattern that has been introduced by demons and by the enemy. I command your mind to be washed by the word of God right now in the name of Jesus. I declare cleansing. Let there be renewal of your mind in the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray strength 
Strengthen them, O oh God, in their convictions. Right now, let your faith be strengthened. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. I speak wisdom over you. Receive the wisdom and the skill, the skill to, to, um, to fight the enemy, to put him off, put him out of your life. Receive that in the name of Jesus. I speak freedom from the wrong attitudes, wrong attitudes, attitudes that lead to rebellion, attitudes that lead to um, uh, unbelief, attitudes that lead to disobedience. I come against that. Bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Attitudes that lead to lack of forgiveness, unforgiveness, lack of love. These are things that also the enemy uses. Lord, I speak and I break that over the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace. Hallelujah. The peace that passes all understanding to guard your heart and mind. From this day forward. In Jesus name. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. If, if you want to give your life to Jesus. You're watching this. I want you to just pray this after me. And mean it with all your heart. And then I'm going to pray for you. Okay. Say this after me. Say dear God. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. He went to the cross. So that I can have a place in your kingdom. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I receive him. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray, pray for my brother, my sister who will just pray this prayer. Lord God, I ask that you would Stretch forth your hand over them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for their sins are forgiven. Thank you, Lord God, for your kingdom has come to them. Thank you for the new creation realities. Hallelujah. A new person, a new heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before we go, if you, you want to give your offering, I want to pray for you. Thank you so much for your support. In the work of God. And I'm going to pray for you as you give. And if you've given, I just want you to join your faith. Um, just join your faith with me. And, uh, and, 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 and as we pray, we trust God. I trust God for, um, for his move in your finances. Our details are on the screen. So Father God, I just pray. I pray for your people as they give. As they give towards your work right now. I speak, oh Father supernatural manifestation in their finances. Lord, let there be increase. Let doors open. Let opportunities come their way. Let creative ideas, wealth-creating ideas be, uh, be downloaded to their spirits. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, bless the works of their hands. I speak promotions. I speak increase. I rebuke devourers. I revoke curses over their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you real good. Share this message with someone. And please make sure 
you apply this word. We'd also like to hear from you. Please make contact with us. Write us and uh, maybe drop us a message. And uh, we always love to hear from you. Thank you so much. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.